Welcome to a, another episode of Victory, the podcast. I'm Doug Ellen. I'm Kevin Dillon. Victory! <laughs> that is spraying. Oh, yeah. It's going to be delicious. Oh. You seem chipper, and I tell you that um, brings me to something. Before we got on here, Kevin Dillon was bragging about doing 12 pull-ups. And I'm going chin-ups or pull-ups because uh, it's difference. kind of a shocking... It is a, it is a difference, but I, I've always done pull-ups, so I'm actually just as good as pull-ups. It's the same to me. Wow. All right. I hate to interrupt, and I promise I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep my interruptions to a minimum. No, a we, minimum want today. we want you. We want them. We want them. Today is good. Season two, episode one. Yes. The boys are back. The boys We're are gonna back. We're going to get into that. First is this chin-up pull-up thing. <laughs> we had a conversation with- Well, pull-ups are harder, right? They are, but if that's what you focus on, they could be about the same. So I, I could do as many pull-ups I as I can chin-ups. I, I, I don't. Just think for the record, I don't know. People know pull ups are hands out, you know, yeah. palms out. Chin ups are like more of a curl. Yeah, chin ups far easier. And I, I could do twelve now because I lost so much weight. I'm proud of you. But you look a, great due to a breakup. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Coming off just, the breakup diet, bro, you look fantastic. Oh, yeah. Nothing like not a breakup. To you. I've got to be serious. I don't want to make anyone else feel uncomfortable. We walked in. You walked in, and I saw you eight days ago, and I, you walked in, you looked like Blue Steel. You looked like a male model. <laughs> I'm serious. This has been a long time coming. Uh, Here's the disaster, because we're actually, how Entourage always plays into our life. This makes me think of the pilot, because in the pilot, E was broken up or having troubles with his girl, and, and Drama said, I don't want to call her something nasty, and then you get back together with her, and then we all yeah. feel bad about right. it. So that's always the case. You don't have to worry about that now because we are not getting back together 100%. One of the things that I try to explain to people about Entourage, but from day one of the show to the movie, we collectively, as a group, all of us, went through a lot together on yes, all kinds of different yes. levels. Good, the bad, the ugly, whatever you want to say. But, you know, I'm not going to lie. It bothers me to see Kevin a little hurt it in hurt. a breakup. Yeah, well, of course. Yeah. By the way, I'll wear mirrored sunglasses this whole episode. Can I borrow those? <laughs> I don't want to. You guys tears. Why is, why is Kevin Conley wearing Is he crying? I just feel like wearing, I don't know. I feel like wearing I cool he, guy sunglasses. He, he looks right. cool. Like he a, looks good. He looks like a cop. I am a yeah. cop. <laughs> he looks like, uh, he looks like drama in that Taggart. Taggart. <laughs> First of all, we talked about our relationships, which all sort of weirdly intertwined in Italy. I had a, I almost what got a trip, though. It was a great trip. It was one of the I best mean, trips of my life. You spent a fortune. I spent a fortune. <laughs> so you're going to get married. I'm going to get married. So everybody flies halfway around the world. No, not quite. I called it off three weeks before. And I said, whoever would yes. like to still come, it's already paid for. I'm yes. going to be there. Please join us. We right. thought that maybe still it might happen. Even to the last second, we thought maybe he's just messing uh, around. I and didn't he's really going to get married. I didn't think it was going to happen. Although she did have a dress that I didn't know about. But yes. I, but she came out in a wedding dress. For you to change your mind. <laughs> she was prepared for me to change my mind. I was not going to change my mind. But anyway, I Fucking need to just asshole. start right. I need to start right before Italy because this is another <laughs> one of our. This is another one of our. Um, when Kevin Connolly blocked me on Facebook moments. Because what happened was we used to, we'd have dinner, whatever. So I sent a group message to everyone and their, their girlfriends. I said, want to come up to the house on Sunday for dinner? And I got a separate message from Connolly that said, easy on the group texts, bro. And I was like, huh. I don't remember that. Now, I have no idea they have any problems at all. None. So I'm just like, what, what do you mean? Everything okay? And I don't think I spoke to him. I swear to you. I didn't hear from him for four months. So then we're in Italy. His ex-girlfriend's there. I have no idea what their relationship is, but she's crying while I spent 
like $100,000 on this trip. She is crying the whole time, and I'm playing amateur psychiatrist. I'm also calling Kevin, who I can hear he's mad at me, but I really don't know why. It was all good stuff, but it leads us to this heartbreak. Kevin Dillon accidentally killed a duck. Okay, for those of you just bringing everybody up to speed, we spoke about this on a prior episode uh, in case you hadn't heard it. There was a tragic incident in Malibu where Dillon and the girlfriend saved a duck and then somebody stepped on the duck and killed the duck, and it may or may have not been Dylan. We just don't know. It may not have been me that killed that duck. By I mean, the way, we don't know what I happened. Mean, By the way, at this point, let's just call me. No, I, I, I don't know that. It was involuntary. I don't know that. I, I never it felt was, it. I just saw it on the ground. It was involuntary. Wait in the box. a second. First of all, it should have been in the box. Wait a second. I mean, Kevin Connolly, if you're not that. hearing a new fucking murder podcast right now, <laughs> and to be honest with you, I took the heat. Because she was so upset when she saw the duck, I took it upon myself to say, maybe it was me when right. I walked in. Just easy I didn't want to see did her it. so upset. Right. She was so upset about the duck. Okay, well, so I my, really think that maybe well, my personal relation, my personal relationship advice for you is if you ever need that closure, the only closure you really need is what happened to the duck and let me be free and clear <laughs> and have my conscience off and tell me if you'll remember. She might not. She might have blacked out or whatever. She, she won't remember. Look, it's always about communication. And, and, and it was nice of Dylan to take the bullet. It's funny how you shift the blame here or there. I, we had an incident recently, Zulai, who's my girlfriend and I, where we went out for a few hours, uh, five, six hours to be exact, and uh, somebody left the front door open. We have two dogs. We have Brody the mini golden doodle and Chloe the Frenchie. And thankfully, when we came back, the dogs were on the front porch and disaster averted, needless to say, because that would have been awful. People were upset. I was upset. Who but, left the door open? Well. But nothing happened. Yeah, but it's not all about the end result. I parked my car in the garage. I haven't walked out the front door in 10 years. Mm. So, and she's like, well, yeah, you know, the worst part is that it probably would have been my fault. And I said, well, <laughs> probably. Uh, probably. <laughs> it definitely would have been your fault because you left the door open. But yeah. the good news is the dog stayed and that was it. But that talk about the potential disaster. Yeah. yeah. And then and then you got to let it go, which is, you know, I always say, would you rather be right or happy? But hopefully, God willing, Kevin Connolly and this beautiful woman will have a baby soon. You got to make sure, you know. The baby doesn't get out. Well, we will, close. Open, we will so. make sure the door, the baby door is closed. And baby yes. comes. But let's 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 get into while we're talking about before we get into the episode. And then I think we should get into the episode. We will. We will. Let's By the way, just about- for a second, I just want to say I'm a horrible picker with the ladies. Can you guys pick for me or I'll get my mom to pick? This we probably new, will. Actually. This new <laughs> young lady that you seem to be chatting with seems fantastic. And she sings, which is great. And right. a smoke show, I might add. Well, Kevin Dillon is a slow burner, so we'll see if he can make this happen. Um, or <laughs> well, if we just humiliate him. I, I mean, what are the odds that she actually listens to this podcast? That, yeah, I can anyway. get shot down. I always try to tell my girl, men have to be taught a lot of things. We don't know necessarily, right? So we're talking about Instagram now, right? Why do you follow this person? Or why did you like this picture? It's a thing. Yeah. So yeah. with the theme of what we're talking about today, when I break up with my girlfriend, do you, as my buddy, still follow my girl on Instagram and like her pictures? Mm. Well, That's what we're talking Well, here's the situation. And no, like I'm not putting Kevin Dillon on the spot at all because we were all friends with my ex-girlfriend and Kevin still follows her. I don't, I don't know why. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but well, I, I asked you at one stage, I said, Doug, should I follow? Yeah, you could still follow her. All right. So, you know, so I, mean- I, was, I was probably okay with it. But Kevin... Dylan's relationship now ended in a bad way that none of us are thrilled with. So I blocked her immediately. Right. 
immediately. Right. And so it depends I, on the I, severity. I will of do the, the same now. <laughs> but is it the severity of the breakup that makes you unfollow yes, somebody? Yes, it was ugly and it was a bad. For example, I'm not going to mention their names, but very uh, close friends of mine. They were a married couple. They had a very amicable divorce, and not in a million years. In fact, he would be bummed me if I unfollowed her and didn't continue my friendship with her because they had such a good yeah. breakup. I mean, so. that's great. And by the way, my first wife, she's not really even on Instagram, but of mm-hmm. course you guys are, we're friends with her and I, yeah. I, I love her and, and would never want I you still not don't to be follow friends with her. Yeah. I love her, I don't even know, but I, I don't know follow she's on Instagram. I mean, I don't even know if she's on Instagram because that yeah. was so before the time, but mm-hmm. I'm saying like there's different relationships and stuff, but when things end poorly, but more importantly, I think no matter what, when a relationship ends, it's not only following, it's the liking. It's the going when uh, yes. when so someone... that's really a thing? You know, because you get it publicly. So what happened with me is I, I have this ex-girlfriend, and, and it's all good. I want her to be great and happy and this and that. But I get messages from people like, why does your family f- keep liking these photos of her? Like, yeah, whatever yeah. they are, you know yeah. what I mean? And we have a, a, a woman in here now who we want to bring in to discuss from a woman's point of view. Okay, so Narod Michelle is about to join us. Narod, right. Narod is my right-hand man woman at Action Park Media. Without her, the walls in this place would tumble. She is the boss. But she's also a lady in the game and knows the Instagram dudes and does and has very strong opinions about it. Yeah, I mean, my question to you is, from a women's point of view, because actually I, I was married for 90 days. I know I'm fucking crazy. But I swear, <laughs> with a very mature person, one of the biggest fights we had was about this Instagram, which I do think two years ago was a lot different than now. I think people, almost everybody gets that this is a business now. And, and when people have a lot of followers, it helps your following. And then you try to spread the love and, and everybody rises. That being said... You have a serious boyfriend now? Correct. Okay, do you monitor who he follows? So I don't even know if he knows this. He does now. <laughs> yeah, he, he will. He will now. <laughs> as soon as things became serious, the first thing I did was go through all the girls that he followed. Wow. And I wow. literally clicked on each one and looked through their photos. But the You didn't block them, though. But the scene, well, no, he, I don't but have, the, you don't have the, the access to The thing to is, do that. I don't have his password, but gotcha. I don't think I would yeah. go there just My ex set me up on Instagram, so I wasn't oh. even on so she had total control yeah. over everything. I just kind of fought to get everything back. But then I found out that thousands of beautiful girls have been blocked from my Instagram. So if you're out there, you can blocked. follow me now. It's all good. Kevin Dillon, very late to the party on Instagram, has about 100,000 followers. If it was not for this ex-girlfriend, he'd have 4 million followers. <laughs> no, no, no. So, but, no but I started really, no. too late. If I did it during you know the great entourage years, I would have had a lot more. Nara, did you go through and look at the pictures and see how many of them he liked? Yes, so <laughs> I did. But the thing is, the girls that a guy follows says a lot about him. For example, if a guy is following a lot of like those influencers, like those Instagram models and stuff, like mm-hmm. I think that says a lot about you. In a good way. In a bad way. In a bad way. In a bad way. Especially if you're in a relationship. I'm like, why do you have to follow like right. this girl and look at photos of her ass every day? Right. <laughs> okay, now you know? let's okay. say, here's a, here's the thing, because this is a trick I have. By the way, I have a lovely girlfriend and I don't follow anyone. She wouldn't approve of, but... Okay. When someone with 3 million followers follows me, I follow them back because, and it's been mm-hmm. great for this, they repost the podcast, okay. they do things. So you can mute them, you can do things. So how do you know they okay, have so 3 million viewers? Thing. I mean, how do you know who's following you that has 3 million viewers? Well, you have when to you, click on every... No, 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 no. You get, a, you get a message, someone wants to follow you, you look at their profile, they have three, a blue check and 3 million followers. It's okay. kind, of, kind of silly not to. You're blue yeah, so I get it. I get so it. Anyone wow. with a blue check. Blue check. 
Shocker. Especially yeah. you want to promote the podcast, whatever. I'll accept anyone so with a blue check. the next step, <laughs> Doug, for you, if... If I was your girlfriend, yeah. I would probably go and see when they posted their photo and then did you like it? And well, were listen, we like how far in our relationship listen, were we? That, this is a big thing with me and it always has been. And I guess somehow I messed up once upon a time. I won't like anyone's photo that is attempting to be sexy in a bathing suit. Yeah. Like never. That's just like basic 101, which Kevin will learn now. <laughs> yes. Like if you're in a relationship, I'm like, people I was never allowed to follow which, before. If you go to their photo and you follow them, I'll see Kevin Dillon like this. So mm-hmm. if okay. you're following a girl and I go to that you page. You have to go to her page. Her though. page and then I'll see it. But it used to just come up on your page. So All right, let me ask right. Narod this and yeah. I'm going to use the initials. B, who is the girl, Narod's friend, and J, the boyfriend, break up. Do you have to unfollow Jay? It depends on how the breakup was. Mm-hmm. But if my friend is super hurt from it, then absolutely I have to unfollow him. Here, and here. also, here, here. I would I never like any of his photos after that. Like, I probably would just tie. So even if you didn't have to unfollow him, you still just wouldn't like his pictures. And by the yeah, way, I would not be By the way, even if you were friends, you would never like a picture of him with another woman. Like never, that, you would never, never. never. There's That's... just these, like, yeah. things that you're, you just know Kevin's on Instagram learning. of things that you probably shouldn't do. Yeah. What are the big don'ts? Well, the obvious one is do not slide into someone's oh, DM. Do not okay? slide into okay. What is a DM? DM is the, is what the is instant message. I, I love, love you. By the way, so look the how private, innocent he is. The private messages that you get on Instagram are your yeah. direct messages, and we call them DMs. Oh, yeah. And they're basically. So, can people is, see what you're doing? No, no, that's no, private. Your girlfriend can see yeah. it if she takes access of your phone. By the way, my rule at 52 years old, if I need to hide my phone from my girlfriend, I should not be with her anymore. That's, that's the mm-hmm. rule now. Right. At 25. Whatever, no, whatever your age is, we won't have we'll to say it. We'll keep 25. But at, 20, <laughs> at 25, the world is a different place, but yeah. you shouldn't have to hide your phone at no. this point. No. But if you get caught DMing somebody, oh. I mean, then it's, it's honestly, it's over. And I wanted to ask you, if you found your boyfriend doing that, does that end the relationship to even give time for an explanation? No, something that I've learned is that like what Instagram means to men is way different than what it means to women. Like, for mm-hmm. example, I don't think a lot of guys would go through a girl's followers or I check to see, Not you know, like, that's what I've looked. learned, too, no. is like guys don't do that. Yeah. Well, by the way, there are guys who do it. And, and that's a red fucking flag right there. I also think, though, no offense to you, if your girl is going through it before you've given her a reason to doubt you, then it's already a problem. I'd say 98% of girls do it. No, what she's saying is that it's standard for girls when it becomes serious with a guy. You go through and see who they follow and go, why would you follow this guy? Yeah, why? I heard what she said. I'm just saying, to me, it's a red flag. I'm looking looking for the 2%. That's all. I I want the 2%. You don't think, (laughs) Doug, you don't think Sarah's combed through your followers? What happened? What, What happened? with Sarah and there was there was one follower she made me this awesome uh, video for my birthday got all my friends uh I don't know if either of you did. Yeah, we, yeah, did. we, we both did. Yeah, I did. Oh, okay. Did. Sorry. Come sorry. on, man. <laughs> it was great. You guys were memorable. Oh, you didn't, so, <laughs> you didn't remember us. I did not show it made great. the final cut, but yeah. Yeah, we definitely <laughs> sent one in. You're in the director's cut, the Criterion <laughs> Collection director's cut. But there was uh, one that was exactly what I'm talking about. Someone followed me who's a whatever, good-looking three million follower woman, and I followed back. I love back. that Doug like, has to stick the followers on there. <laughs> well, it's amazing. Well, if you're following you're a fucking girl- 52 years old. If you're following- Difference three hey, million. Hey, it's got to follow. It's a, it's wait, a career wait, move. It's wait, a career let, move. Let's really talk about this. The only thing that advertises this podcast is one, two, three Instagram. So everything I've done yeah. for the last year is basically. I believe that. That's true. That's one hundred percent true. So, and I argued that 
two years ago about that. But anyway, and if you're following like a good looking girl who has 112 followers, you're up to something that's really not good. You know, so it's one thing to have a a public figure that maybe you reciprocate because a lot of people have reposted this podcast. It's been very good for us. Mm-hmm. They put it in their stories yeah. and they put it And so. also too, but there's also a lot of things that can go behind follows. Like, you know, I've gotten calls from friends back home that I went to high school with my cousins, Yeah, you know, so a lot of them are family and, and it can look worse than it is. And truthfully, like if my girl said, Hey, you know, uh, I don't like you following this girl. Follow her. Yeah, exactly. Fuck. Enough about Instagram. Enough one more, that. one more thing before we get in. Now, the beauty okay. of of the podcast has been growing, doing well. We're getting advertised. Yes. So we got this amazing product. That's funny because Johnny Drama used the old school way in in the early episodes, and we're talking about the lawnmower. Oh, I love this. Narod, the boss lady, is mad at you guys. For the audience at home, the lawnmower, it's not an actual lawnmower. It's the lawnmower 3.0 where you've got a flashlight. It's a, it's a man grooming tool. And Narod's annoyed because they're not paying for this ad read. And you guys want to do a bit on Manscaped lawnmower? Go ahead. But we're not talking about an actual lawnmower. We're talking about the product. I'm talking about this because... <laughs> I realize, you know, I come in, I see these nice packed lawnmowers, and then I'm like, he just gave Kevin Dillon one. Kevin Connolly's holding one like it's a fucking like trophy. <laughs> I didn't take it. What bro. happened to mine? I apologize. I, I stole your lawnmower. <laughs> you stole wow. my lawnmower. But, but, but that's not... That's not even the greatest he thing. He is a hairy guy, though. He's got a, he's got a lot to mow. Point is... I felt bad about it right away. And literally, as I'm I'm walking to my car with this thing, I'm like, I I just stole Doug's lawnmower. lawnmower. (laughs) Doug is growing out of control right now. He really needs some some good manscaping. And not only that, Doug, also, too, what is this, your fucking P.O. box? Every day we get a new fucking package. I know. Stop sending shit I can't have stuff coming to the house. that's it, because if if it comes to action, hard media, it's So my girlfriend, though, says... I heard you talking about the lawn. Where, where's yours? I said, why are you so damn hairy? So I said, I said, Con- I said, Connolly stole it. And she goes, well, get it back. I'm like, he back. fucking used it. I, I, I wouldn't want it back not, now, bro. No, I, I, I don't think you want it back now. There's bro. not a, a Dr. Fauci <laughs> sterilization program that is good enough for me to take that thing back. I mean, <laughs> I mean, never, I'm but, sure they would hook us up with but, another one. So I don't know if, if whatever, but it's just funny because this sounds like an ad read and they're not ad advertising on yeah, the podcast. So I don't know Maybe that, on the next one. I want a lawnmower, though, if they'll give us one. All right. Back from the break. Season two, episode one. After a long hiatus. By the way, Doug, what's up with the HBO long hiatuses? I feel like all of their shows have these Super long hiatus. I agree, Kev. Right? To, to be and honest. everyone's always complaining. They're like, why such I a long I gotta wait hiatus? till 2025 for the next season. Yeah. Of like, to be it's honest, not just us. It's to be honest, that was, that was more about me than them. I mean, that was about trying to have as many scripts done as possible. I think yeah. it's the same thing with Sopranos. I'm sure that's the situation with Curb. Okay. You know, we don't want to rush it. We want to have the scripts done and good and right. And HBO's, you know, they're good enough to not rush it. So they'll yeah. let you go yeah. and, and make sure you're ready. So I would always tell people one thing about Doug and Keg, well, you know this, the table readings are a big deal for TV shows. Yeah. And a lot of times you do a table reading for a TV show and somebody gets fired. <laughs> There's yes. a page one rewrite. There's a complete rewrite Doug's, sometimes. Doug's scripts were almost like a courtesy. It was like, by the way, here's the episode, right? Yeah. It was like yeah. very little change. We would get a chunk of scripts and pretty much for the most part, we had at least half the season before we went anywhere near the set, which was why Doug would get annoyed when we didn't know our lines. Yeah. Which was often. 
<laughs> Not me. Not me. I was on point. You yeah. were Dylan, on point. Dylan, you were on point. point. And so yeah. was I. Yeah, you both were. Yes. Uh, we'll, we'll leave. We don't want to say any yeah, names. We don't want to say any names. Uh, it's Adrian. not Jerry either. It's not Jerry either. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to say any names, Adrian. Season two, episode one. The boys are back in town. The yes. boys are back in town. And the one thing that I always think, and, and I said this, and Doug, you and I talked a little bit about it, but when you're doing your pilot or your season one, you don't really know, right? We don't really know what's what. But by the time we started shooting season two, we knew that the bar had been raised. Yeah. And in my opinion, everybody came in yes, with I their agree. A game, which I mean, is I why just, season two is I just good. watched the episode. I you were just notes. jacked. Dylan, you I were jacked. I all my notes, so I don't, I don't have them here right now. But I was just shocked at how great everyone was. I mean, just season on point. one was great. I was shocked. I was shocked by the writing. Do you remember that it was raining first day back? Do you guys I do remember, remember that. I do but remember we, that. The but, plane. But the plane was oh. in the hangar, so we were able to do oh, it yes. and no, still try. No, the plane was not in the hangar. We moved it to the hangar because oh, we were we were raining. freaking out. It was pouring. I, pouring. I remember that. Torrential downpour rain yeah. on day one. And I got to yeah. tell you, I mean, I watched it this morning, too. And again, there's no whatever. Everyone's going to judge this for what it is. But me sitting back as just a fan now, like forgetting what my involvement is, I really loved it. Now, I understand we can talk about that for a minute because there are some lines in there that people always want to talk about. What would you do different today? Okay, so we can talk about time and place as they were. And it was realistic to time and place. And Larry Charles really laid that out nicely. Yeah, and the mm. episode we did with Larry, he really did. But obviously, there are a lot of stuff between the guys that's, you know, making... Doug, I, just come out with it. What lines bothered you from the episode? Well, when you look at Connolly going, you guys, it does, it's not that it bothers me. It's how guys talk, and it was never meant to be homophobic. But, of course, mm. you don't want anyone looking back. Well, at when it. I said jerk each other off, but with yeah. that, is that homophobic? I mean, I don't know. It's, that's just busting well, it's, chops. It's kind of it's busting chops and saying that you're saying you wouldn't write that now. I wouldn't write it now. You know, well, and, no, the thing a, with Lloyd was, you know, when I see Lloyd, Ari's got a new assistant, and I'm like, yeah. giving him a little attitude because, yeah. I, and you can dismiss. Just, like, do you that. feel like that's a homophobic thing? I or because I didn't look at it that way from my character. I don't have any yeah, problem. I don't have any to. problem <laughs> with any of it. My point is, is there's no doubt when you watch it now. You go, oh, well, okay. Mm -hmm. But also the big thing is to remember is the way Ari speaks in that office would never fly in 2020. But that was realistic then. Right. So, like, if Ari spoke like that in his office, he'd be on the cover of Variety. In a day. And fired, and that would be the end of his life. <laughs> and if he shot life. people with a paintball gun, he'd be arrested. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that'd probably be. Yes. But also, just in terms of light comedy stuff, L.A., I'm a big food guy, as anyone who knows oh, me knows. God. Well, bro, how do I know this? Because I get to look at all of your meals on Instagram. <laughs> Some people enjoy that, Kevin. And by the way, stupid. I'm, I'm not one of those people. I'm low like sugar. This, as of this morning, I started a low sugar diet, so I'm a little fucking hangry. So yeah, don't ooh, look at it. You're hangry. I'm You're hangry. hangry. You should go on my diet. I don't eat for a couple of weeks. That's the breakup diet. <laughs> yeah, Saltines and tuna. Saltines I really tuna. need to look at your breakfast, lunch, and dinner like I need a hole in the head. My point was... <laughs> I'm with you, Kevin. Oh I don't God. like to by see the way, meals By the way, getting, getting a like out of Kevin Connolly on Instagram is not easy. It's I not like easy. everything I see you put up. Thank I mean, you. you. If my buddies put it up, Thank I like you. it. That's how I live. Because... When I do like it, that means I really like it. <laughs> I don't know if that's good. No, I don't you care. You better like, like everything. Just be supportive. <laughs> all ships rise if together. If somebody just likes everything, you're like, all right, they like everything. But when I like something, it's kind of like when I say, ha-ha, I'm really laughing. 
You're a courtesy hog. No, no. I actually, when I see my my close friends, I like it. You know, unless they've done something offensive or disgusting, yes. I like Sir, it. I'm not going to like I, your fucking, dog. you know, bolognese. I, I, I don't, I don't <laughs> like Back to the food point, because yes. I, I am so obsessed with food. The whole beginning is talking about the pizza and the bagels oh, in Los Angeles. Doug is, this is good. Go ahead, but but I'm saying true, this though. is We've really, known- back then... You couldn't get good bagels or good pizza no. in Los Angeles. Now there's a t- I can list 20 great pizzas and because 20 great bagels. Because they import the water. <laughs> New York water is like is that it what it wins is? every year. It's the top water in the country. I don't. Like taste tests. Right. For everything. For tasting. That's what I'm saying. Again, I don't want to get into an argument about what the best pizza place is. In my opinion. South Pizzeria Mamarnik, by the Vito, way. No, but here at L.A., Vito's Pizza on La Cienega. Phenomenal. It, it's phenomenal. Yeah. Nikki's I mean, Pizza. I, I guess it's not as good as fucking Mulberry, oh, whatever. It's my but, boy. A little shout wait, out for my boy. I wait, I don't even. Uh, by the way, because Village Pizza on Larchmont is great. I don't even know Nikki's Pizza on Larchmont. I don't know. In Lar- no, no, no. Larchmont, New York. Oh, okay. No, New York. Kev, we're it's my boy, Johnny Manna. We're Sorry. talking about bagels and LA? pizza in L.A. We're in LA. Malibu. Pretty good. Pretty good. It's oh, not Vito's. forget it. Okay, let Whatever. me just say, I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna throw off a couple just so people know if they live in L.A. John and Vinny's amazing. Right. Roberta's, which is from New York, amazing. Medeo, everything's amazing. Um, Diamores. You said Diamores, right? I Kev? didn't say Diamores. Because Diamores. Like no, no, not Diamores. What's the uh, one in Beverly Vito's on La Cienega. Oh, Vito, Mulberry Street. Mulberry yeah, Street. Good. Very yeah, that's good, good pizza. Vito's is excellent. Village Pizza is excellent, and and Bagels pops. L.A. Bagels phenomenal, and Bagel Brokers. Bagel yes. Brokers been around for a while and good. But anyway, my point was things change. And now L.A. has become a great food town. When we started here in 1990, it wasn't. It was a it tough was like, slice. You couldn't it, get a good slice. It was tough food, to be honest, yeah. altogether. Now it's, but we didn't start Entourage until 2003. So were okay, there sorry, good bagels in 2003? I mean, Bagel Broker was good, and I don't know when they started. But there was not a lot of good pizza or bagels in L.A. I mean, I used to legitimately like the episode, which well, I love. it's loved. a known thing. Because Dylan said, like, unless they can figure out a way to ship in the water. Yeah. But like I said, I brought in things in the show that I loved from New York. H&H Bagels and yep. Eddie's Pizza and, and Sable's Lobster Salad. I forget what else Turtle delivers. But my point to all of this was times change and things were written. I wouldn't write that scene that you can't get good pizza just as I wouldn't have already speaking to Lloyd yeah. the way he yeah. spoke to him. But so things change. And that being said, watching it this morning, I loved it. I loved everybody's performance. Yes. And I really liked the story. I got into it and I thought it was realistic. So let's kind What was the story? Because I don't watch the episode. <laughs> you don't. You but, don't. By the way, it's becoming a little bit with Connolly, but it's also he doesn't watch the episode. So he's I not doing have, the homework. I have, just, I, I have 10 podcasts and you the whole thing. Uh, business not that I don't man. <laughs> Turtle's storyline was pretty funny too because he's just not appreciated. He's doing a lot of yeah. work, and but it was all you know. He, he gets my headshot. I go to Apple for my headshot. Oh, is this the one where he gets the Apple headshot? Yes, he sets that up for me. And at the end, he's like, "You all owe me an apology." Connolly's trying like, to like, do nothing. Connolly's so right, confused between this and Ethan Suplee's uh, <laughs> fucking podcast. He's like, "What are we talking about today?" You know. So, the who's so- your number one podcast? Let's get to the bottom of this right now. There, you're right there. <laughs> you're right there. By the way, by the way, do you notice how he says "you guys"? He, you guys. He, yeah, when we're number one, manager. when we're number one, he'll be part of this. Yeah, but yeah, until oh, then, oh, he's oh, like, where? Yeah. When we're number one, I will be part of it. Trust <laughs> me, because I'll be part of the back end of it in a big fucking. Big. Business man. The so business the story of part the thing. of it than you. <laughs> what I what? Well, we haven't signed our papers Touché. yet. Actually, That's true too. Dylan, we haven't signed our papers no, yet. We have fucking it. talk about this guy. You guys got to slow play me on this contract. We, we can talk about. Well, we, yeah. By the way, we should talk about this because that's how close we are right now. <laughs> well, 
Like the contract, Dylan and I have had some sidebar conversations yes, about I bet it. You have. You know, my lawyer, my very prominent lawyer, Jeff Frankel, will be calling. <laughs> and Ooh, there's a good chance I'll be taking boots. these lights and cameras home with me by the end yeah. of this. But, I like this mic. I could do this from home. <laughs> voiceover work. Here's the thing all I'm going to say about the contract. <laughs> it's a one year contract. You're already fucking halfway. I mean, like, honestly. like, oh, if, So you're if, not going to try to start it when we sign. This is like whenever we sign is no, what's I'm left. Saying, right? like when, we st- when we aired. Whenever we aired. The point is, it's not like we'll Kev- get it Kevin and I know when you go, when you audition for a show, you sign a seven-year contract, yeah. six-year yeah. contract. Yeah, this isn't this a is, show. There's different yeah. rules. No unions, nothing. We got a lot of power here. And also, too, <laughs> and if I may say, Doug. Yeah. Big Mouth, <laughs> you're a very expensive show. And also, too, you make cheap budget. I don't like your expense. What are you talking about? Doug? The fucking beer Dylan gets? How about a lunch? How about a meal? He stole my fucking lawnmower. We're expensive. I don't appreciate your low budget comments on Instagram. And you don't think I see, I see them. You, you, you say we're a low right. budget. By the you're way, a high what budget been, show here. I want to say that because sometimes so everyone knows the difference between it's a nice me, room. Let's the difference between it's me nice and room. KC, though, is. When he gets upset, I, I do get upset. The truth is, is everything has been fabulous. Office is great. The studio's great. Guys are amazing. You know, Kevin editing Kevin Dillon's stutters is phenomenal. You don't even notice them at all. So it's really fucking What's well, really but, trying to keep you fucking quiet and letting somebody else I'm talk trying to get a word seconds. in edgewise. That's really where the big editing job been, is. I did what get do a, you want? You want a fucking Eddie's Pizza in the fucking in the thing? What I, miss, nice. I miss That'd Eddie's nice. Pizza. I miss Eddie's Pizza. Okay. I need a trip the point back is, here. sign so, the fucking contracts. All right, we'll get get into that right. so i actually well, i think dude. my phone just rang i saw jeff frankel i might have missed it might oh, take frankel, another week i'm not afraid might of jeff might have take jeff, another week jeff to get frankel don't want to call from my guy <laughs> i'll fucking send my guys well, we know I, your guy let's get back to the episode because i do think it was a great episode that really showed what everybody's purpose is and one of the problems i had when the show started and and why i didn't instantly like the idea because i was like what's all their purpose and this one really comes out e kevin Connolly is really strong in this episode is coming into his own and wanting to be like actually a businessman. And I'm not making a joke. Turtle is really showing he's got a purpose and shows how he helps drama, get his headshots. He's really trying. He's really trying and he's delivering. And I think it's great. And the headshot story, which it's funny to look back on. And and honestly, Apple should sponsor this because I've said it before. I put Apple products on, before anyone was yes, using them. And people were like, Apple, Apple. I'm like, this is the greatest thing that's ever happened. You did get us a nice laptop, too, uh, I, at yep. the end of the season. But you also write on Apple computers, so yeah, it I, makes sense, right? <laughs> well, I mean, not really at the time. They were just coming out at the right. time. So I happened to switch because I've said before, I had a son and I wanted to get into uh, movie editing, which Apple was good at. Mm-hmm. But at the time, I mean, they didn't even have drivers for printers. I used to write a script and I couldn't even print it. I'm not, I'm not exaggerating. Uh, not exaggerating. Look at, look at Apple's stock in 2001 when I bought my first Apple product. But anyway, we were obsessed with using it. And the idea of going into the Apple store was actually, it seems silly, but it was actually a really, uh, it was a clever idea. On, huh? Wait a and, second. Wait a second. I got a couple wardrobe changes. <laughs> I mean, I <laughs> a couple wardrobe changes. And, you know, and then not, he goes, What's that apple? Uh, the headshots are great, but what's that apple in the behind your head? <laughs> you see the apple in the. Funny, I love funny, that. funny and, stuff. And Doug. to prove seriously, how, very funny. And to prove how non homophobic so I was, Dylan rips off his shirt. You look like Pitt in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I mean, you were jacked up. You looked great. Wait, don't, don't make me take it off right now. Please you don't. Do it. Please don't take your shirt. <laughs> he knows we're on audio, so he knows no one's going to see it. The episode. The guys come back. They're on the plane. 
He's got his relationship problems, as he often does, and really is a great episode where everybody delivers, and Busey kills it yes. in this episode. He's again, hilarious. Again, yeah. he's great. Busey in that episode? Yes, yes. I forgot about that. He started the uh, second season. What? He came back. He set up a piece of art on the lawn. Oh, is that where your meetings and your lives are, are meaningless? meaningless? Yes. And uh, awesome. he's actually... I mean, great. And yes. the whole thing really just flies. We introduced- That was the Tickle and Pea scene. I didn't even know that. Yes, he was chasing you around. That was the Tickle Kenny and Pea scene house. when we were on the front lawn. You're meeting and yes. he played Tickle and Pea. Sorry and, to interrupt. Yeah. And this introduced one of our favorite cast members, Rex Lee. We got to get him on my- this Matt agent later on. Yep. And uh, after I gave him all that attitude. Yep. In the same vein as Emmanuel, it could have been something. It could have not been something. And mm-hmm. Rex. Yeah, yeah, he delivered. Rex turned and hit that one into the upper he deck. He knocked it out of the he park and one became a regular. Yep. Yeah. And the truth is to talk about casting just in, you know, there was nothing done in a PC manner that that casting went out. There was no type, not female, mm-hmm. not male. I wrote some lines, and he came in, and I tailored the entire role for Rex, yeah. you know? And so it- you won't fuck my agent, <laughs> right? That's the reason, right? <laughs> also, too, Doug, and I know, you know, talk to you a little bit about this, and, and again, it's a hard thing to hear because people are, whatever, we don't want to get anybody up in arms, but the truth is we won a diversity award. Yeah, we won mm-hmm. something, and we definitely and we won we a did? Peabody. We won a that. Peabody. Yeah, like we had a lot of different types of people of all kinds of yeah, you know, yeah. like and I don't know. It's like I think people would like oh, scoff at the idea, but we did win a diversity award, and we won a Peabody. We won a Peabody, this. which was a very prestigious award. And you know, as we see in town now, it's like okay, uh, you know, this guy if they're Asian, they got to play Asian. Obviously, if they're black, they got to play black. Blah 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 blah. But it's gotten into such a situation where some of the great roles in history would, would never be played by the actors that were played. And, you know, I think about this all the time. Robert De Niro plays a Jewish guy in Casino, and mm-hmm. and Jimmy Kahn plays an Italian guy in The Godfather. And now is that, I don't know, is that not PC anymore? Is that not whatever? So uh, my opinion is the best actor is the best actor. But, right. uh, you yeah. know, I think that Daniel Day-Lewis won an Oscar for My Left Foot. He obviously wasn't a paraplegic. And <laughs> if they went and searched for one, the odds of them finding one is as good as Daniel Day Lewis are probably pretty zero, but you know, zero is probably the right number. But anyway, Rex got that job on his talent alone because it wasn't written for an Asian American, it was written bringing Mm. the best actors, everybody, whatever diversity, and let's find the best. Rex was funny, and you know what else, too? Rex was tough, thick skinned, yeah, any of that shit. He was a rock, yeah. Rex was a rock on that show. Listen, I love Rex, and I hope you like to take credit for everything. Well, we got to get him on this show at some stage, I hope, right? No, I, I hope that Rex did feel that way i yeah. hope that rex didn't feel that it wasn't comfortable for him he definitely never expressed that to me oh, in any i way. think no. rex had a blast we were all good friends yeah. so. i mean I, lo- I love him so hopefully we'll get him on yeah we'll get him on but after that scene with rex where we meet him for the first time i go to adam davie's office yep you got your and new do you agent. remember the headshot i remember the headshot, <laughs> the headshot it's hilarious about, like from 84 yeah and you're like, what's what's wrong with this it's always know? worked in the Yo, past dylan <laughs> is that the headshot that got you the blob is that your blob headshot? I think it was pre-blob, pre-blob? Yeah, dude. It was, was definitely pre-blob. pre-blob. Yeah, that's probably your first headshot that was or first, one of them. That and, is my first headshot. And just I don't so, even know where you guys found that. By the way, just so everyone knows, 
That is 1 million percent realistic. All yes. the time <laughs> when you're casting, you get photos and you go, oh, my God, this is the person. And they come in and they're 65 years old. Yeah. And you're like, how dare you send me this picture and claim that this is who's going to walk in the door? So, again, in that realistic sense of trying to figure out how to make everything feel like what is Hollywood, that was real. Sheila Jaffe posted on Facebook and it was a picture of like I guess when the cast was officially assembled and it was all of our headshots no on a wall. I'd love I have to see the that. picture. We'll post it. Wow, it's fucking wild, bro. Oh, we got to see that. Yeah. I mean, we, we all and we were. We just were babies. Yeah. You know? Time goes fast. Well, mine was a Bruce Weber uh, headshot. I don't know who <laughs> that your true? photographer was. What? Yeah, I did. I, I used the Bruce Weber headshot really? for a long time. I don't know. I got a bastard. It's not really not- Bruce. Yeah. It's his company, or is it him? No, he I, I, he, filled, he shot me. He shot my whole family. Was you know, he behind the lens? That's really? But uh, so I used. I, I had to get permission to say, "Can I use right. this for my headshot?" Is this the first time we hear Aquaman? Um, yes, this is the first time yeah. we hear Aquaman, and uh, and Vince wants nothing to do with it. Yeah, he's and like, "I'm not. I do not want to play. This sounds stupid." Yeah, and okay. that's honestly, you know, looking back now, Aquaman was supposed to be the worst-sounding movie idea yeah. ever, so that the only way it could possibly sound good is if James, James Cameron was directed. Yeah. And now, obviously, 20 years later, technology changed that, you know, they made yeah. a successful movie but out of James it. But James Cameron didn't come up in this episode at all, did he? Actually, James I, he Cameron did, because Emily, Emily went to work for James Cameron. Connelly's yes, that's ex, right. That's right. Um, but not as the, not the Aquaman director. And at this point, again, Doug, don't be mad at me because I don't know the fucking episode word for it. I'm asking a question. Aquaman is in the universe, or are they talking to Ari about Aquaman? Ari delivers a script and says, I've got this script. And you got to take it. It's Aquaman. Read yes. it. But, like, they want him? Or Vince wants to do... Is he in the mix? They Ari thinks, yeah, they want him, but there's no offer. But Ari thinks he can get this movie, and they want Medellin. He's like, I want to do Medellin. Yeah, which is I something... I do this something stupid else. cartoon movie. We, the amount... Of people on this show, intelligent, talented people who could not say the word Medellin is mind-boggling. Including a businessman back here. You did not say Medellin properly. Do you want to hear something crazy? My girlfriend is from Medellin. Medellin. That's the way, yeah. (laughs) But we don't have she to say from, it like that. Medellin by the way, I walked. Fine. Well, listen. But you I, said Medellin. It is. No, no. There was a lot of going back and forth about yes. that. But I can no, tell was, you, there was no going back. No, and forth. There, there was. There was. was there was a lot. It was like an ongoing joke about who was saying it right and who was saying yeah, it wrong. I was. And telling, my girlfriend is from there. Okay, and it's Medellin. Okay, different yes. thing. If you would a different thing from somebody that lives there. She is a Spanish speaker. You're from yes. Long Island. If you bro. fucking Americans walked in, Medellin. If you we walked in Medellin. and said, Doug, Medellin. this isn't the five towns. <laughs> okay, if you walked in and said Medellin, people would have laughed you off the screen. No, but, but when he first says it, <laughs> he says, when he first says Medellin, it doesn't sound anything well, like And, and, and Ari says it wrong also in, in about a 30 seconds later. What the tragedy is of Connolly's lack of homework here is. Oh, shut up. She could have watched it last night and been like, what the hell are these people saying? She would have actually I, laughed I actually her ass off. I have a Medellin t-shirt. That's the way you should say it right there. Boom. Medellin. 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 I have a Medellin t-shirt, which like, I guess in one of my like meeting phases, shirt. I cut the sleeves off and I hate that I did it. Because <laughs> now it's a tank top. So when you're not like. In the gym, you can't yeah, wear it. It's, it's a house shirt. I'm going to make you a new Medellin shirt. I want to hear your first time saying Medellin. Here it is. Relax. It's a studio movie. Really? It's big. Show them. What is this? A Showtime miniseries? Come on. No. It's Medellin. The Pablo Escobar story. 
All right. So what? You don't <laughs> think right. I said it the He's right way? He's miming it. I didn't even know. No. You <laughs> totally wrong. Well, you were standing there with your head up my ass the whole time. Why didn't you correct me on the I, spot? I fucking he tried. I made I magic out of you. Made magic out of you. <laughs> you it's called ADR, additional dialogue recording, that I could have fixed that in a heartbeat. You know what? I don't think we had the budget. Then. It was kind of like this podcast. kind of like this podcast. I knew that was coming. Yes. So I used to literally sit there and go, Medellin. And, and not Medellin. You know, I'm not the right to go, Medellin. 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 But I want Zulai to listen to all of you. Because I'm telling you, it was said like 17 different ways. And I used to get so frustrated. I'm like, why is everyone ignoring me? Just say yeah. Medellin. You don't have to put an accent when on. Billy Wall well, said Medellin later on, it made sense that he would say yes. Medellin. Paul Ben Victor, the studio He's like, oh, Medellin, <laughs> hell of a script, hell of a script. <laughs> so he said it properly, though, I think. I, I don't yes. know, but I, oh, no. Because you sounded like Paul Ben Victor. The other me? one was Medellin and then Ken. It was a con or Ken. Con yeah. Yeah. That big one was Avion. And I went over, I can't wait till we have Dice on this, but I Dice must have said it a thousand times. I'm like, Dice, Avion. Oh, and you go Avion. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, no, Avion's a water company. Medellin, by the way, just a little backstory came from. I was on a vacation. I read the book Killing Pablo and I thought it would be a really cool idea. And then years later, as I remembered, and maybe someone could Google it, Oliver Stone said that Ari Gold found him the Pablo Escobar story. So that was pretty cool. So we come back, we're looking for the next movie. Ari wants him to do Aquaman based on Queens yes. because we did Queens Boulevard. And he yet now big... we're already off on Medellin. Yeah, you're yes. off on another Medellin. thing. And no. Vince is saying, you know what? I'll just go do plays in New York. Yeah. Yeah. He plays. So a, then Ari is. He plays a gag. 400 so Ari's bucks a week. like, you know what? If you guys do not do Aquaman, you're done here. I, I We have to separate. I'm going. You go is your he own way. He, he threatens you <laughs> to, saying, if you don't get your boy to do this. We're done together. Do you realize it's like Kylie wow. singing the show for the first time? I mean, and he's <laughs> gotta, loving it. I think one of our best endings of all time. Oh, it's Because phenomenal. all that intensity of we're done. We're done with Ari. We're going to separate. And I'm going to cut you. From, what, non-self-aware what you drama walks in. I walk in. I just, my headshot was a big hit. <laughs> His they love me. And then, and then I, I, what does he go? It's going to be an epic year. Yeah. No, not epic. What was it? I, I didn't want to have my notes here, but. Something to that effect. Great but fucking, I, I, it's going to be a great fucking year. You feel it? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, there's the one, the one line where Ari's going over Vince's current offers. He's like, here's one for you and the Olsen twins. It's a love triangle between you and Ashley. <laughs> no, it was something, I forget the exact line, but it was like where you, you try to figure out if you can guess the difference between them or something like that. But episode ends with a great news track, and I love that, you guys in the elevator and the yes. door closing. But I'm all we do, fired up. You we guys do, are all sad. We do some things that we clearly were getting our legs under us. We bring it back to Koi, which was in the pilot, and E and Ari at Koi, where E has grown a little bit, but still Ari's got the same frustrations that he can't believe he has to deal with this guy this is also extremely realistic when a movie star comes in and starts doing his i want to do my passion project yes. it yes. often can make an agent and and there are agents that have fired big actors not giant movie stars but up-and-coming actors who don't want to listen to them and can't be managed so yep. in wrapping this up episode one season two a lot of things were set up here that really gave us it's probably my favorite drive of of, of the eight seasons to be honest with you but we really set it up nicely they're going to go for this aquaman thing and there's some really nice turns and and great episodes sundance is coming up and yeah and it was really a, a fun season but looking back on this episode and, and maybe kevin Connolly will do that tonight but it was really it was <laughs> it was actually great to see it and uh that yes. wraps up another episode yeah. of uh, victory the podcast i'm doug ellen at mr doug ellen i'm kevin dillon kevin dillon official victory, victory.
Yeah. <laughs>